Hello and welcome to the week 13 review for first and 10 for the NFL season. I'm Ollie once again, joined by Miles. Miles, how are you doing, mate? Um, annoyed the Pats lost, but, you know, I expected it, so got to move past it. Yeah, fair enough. You'd uh, have to be pretty deluded not to have expected that one. Maybe, mm-hmm. you know, Dave levels of deluded, apparently. <laughs> um, but, yeah, this is uh, pretty much what we expected from the Thursday night game. Um, and I've, I believe this is the first time it's just been the two of us, Miles. I'll uh, I'll let you kick off with your favourite team. Um, I actually can't believe you've forgotten that it's the second time it's been just the two of us. So oh, clearly, yeah. you don't value our time together very much. I but... can only apologise. I've yes. done so many solo ones. I just, I just, I, I, I keep cheating at this point. It's, uh, <laughs> I, I'm very sorry. I don't value our time as much as I used to. It's okay. I can, I can, I can struggle to get past it, but I can get past it. But yeah, the Patriots. We lost to the Bills. It was inevitable. We were bad. Like we were very bad, both sides of the ball. We couldn't get our run game going, which is like the foundation of our offense, really. And Mac Jones. I mean, you didn't hear the audio, but you could see if you were lip reading. There's a close-up clip of him saying the run game sucks throw the ball and that is i mean the the problem is is that he's not very good at throwing the ball so that's kind of why maybe we lean on the run a bit but yeah he's not exactly you know mahomes is he so when he's calling for us to throw the ball it's not as easy as you know he's not as reliable as a lot of other qbs so he we've limited again we've drafted a qb with a very low ceiling so that's that's what you get and yeah the bills rightfully and expectedly just destroyed us 24 10 never really had to they never really had to get out of second gear but yeah unfortunate but expected so i'm okay with it because i didn't expect us to win at all yeah, absolutely. And it's, you know, it's not as if Matt Jones is some kind of diva who demands to be thrown the ball all the time. You no. know, look at the game last, the Monday Night Football game last year where he threw three times total. <laughs> yeah. he, he, he seemed perfectly happy then to do it, but because obviously, yeah. you know, and I guess he was willing to accept that he wasn't going to be doing any better. Yeah, we were basically in a blizzard that day and we did run it really well. So, you know. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's a, he is happy to do it when needed. It's just a, you know, I I I would have lost faith in Matt Patricia at this point as well. To be fair, no, no, yeah, yeah. I think I think everyone has. So hopefully, there's a change there in the off season. Yeah, it's got to be at some point. You think? Um, onto the Steelers at the Falcons next. The Steelers, I don't. I guess they're a good team, are they? They defensively. I mean, I don't. I don't think any of these either of these teams can really be defined as good. But obviously, TJ TJ Watts back. They've looked significantly better, at least. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're kind of reminding me of Denver a little bit. Maybe not, you know. I mean, they've got a better record than Denver, but they're one of those teams that they just don't, you know, they don't really go off. They don't score a lot of points, but they are stout on D at times, and that's a good foundation to build off. Um, I think. They were, I mean, they were okay running it. Um, Najee was a lot more effective than he has been recently. He was averaging 5.1 yards a carry. Um, even the backups were averaging uh, quite a few um, yards per carry as well. So I think they ran the ball quite well. Pickett was pretty tidy, albeit not explosive. 
and they just did enough to beat a bad Falcons team. But, you know, as their records reflect, they're actually at a similar level. But I think the Steelers won by just being less bad, not because they're actually a good team. Yeah, fair enough. It's, uh, I mean, I guess, you know, when the level was so low before, when it improved slightly, it can be <laughs> yeah. slightly deceiving. Um, but yeah, the, the, I, I, I don't mind Kenny Pickett. I think he's starting to play a bit better, at least. Um, the Falcons offense, I'm still not really sure where that is. They've got a couple of really good plays there, but they don't seem to be using them. And But then sometimes it does work, so I... I'm really confused with where they're at at the moment, and I think they are too, to be honest. They're starting Marcus Mariota to win a total of, what, seven games, maybe? Mm. That's uh, very strange. On to the Ravens and Broncos here. Not the highest scoring game. I, I think, you know, obviously the Lamar Jackson injury has a lot to do with that. Um, they're still able to grind out of the win here, but against what has been a very poor Broncos team all season. They're, I guess they're like, I, I don't know. Is, does it give you confidence that they were still able to win here? Or are you just more worried about Lamar Jackson being out going forward? Um, well, I think, I think I read somewhere that he's already been ruled out for next week, um, which is, I guess, concerning for the Ravens because they are in a position for a playoff push. So, you wonder maybe are they just leaving him out thinking we can lose this game and still be in the in contention or is it um, more serious than that? Um, I think Tyler Huntley was, I mean, he was okay. Obviously he did throw a pick, but he, you know, he scored a rushing touchdown. Um, he's pretty much just a, a less good version of Lamar Jackson because a lot of the design QB runs he can pull off really well you know he has that pocket mobility and he has that ability outside the pocket as well so he is a pretty much a perfect replacement for Lamar Jackson for Baltimore but yeah I just I I think they they still you know they did enough to get them over their line just about but yeah that Broncos offense man again it they just can't score any points and it is just I mean, three field goals, you know, in four quarters. It's not even a field goal a quarter. It's re- like, it's just so poor. And you just, you know, I I don't really know what they can do to improve other than a coaching change. Because again, they have the personnel, you know. You know, Dulcich played really well, and, you know, for a tight end as well. You know, he was the leading receiver on the team. Jerry Judy came back and had a solid game. Um I just, yeah, you know, Russ is, I don't think Russ is a terrible quarterback, but they're, they're just not putting anything together. And I think you have to look at the coaching. Um, I say this every single week about them, but, you know, the team is there. A good team is there and they're just not getting anything done. And it just feels like a waste of talent, really. Yeah, it's really strange what's going on with Wilson at the moment. I just, I can't think of a time where I've seen a quarterback lose form so massively during the season like during because it was during his last season at Seattle really where the form started to drop Mm. and it was just so massive out of nowhere obviously there was the hand injury but like I think it was even before that to be honest it was such a massive drop off in form and it's just stayed there permanently like even with Peyton Manning and Philip Rivers I feel like that was, you know, 
you you could tell from the start of the season they weren't the players they used to be when they lost their arm strength. That's the thing. Like he just has not. It's everything that he's doing. Like you know, with Manning, with Manning and Rivers, they still had the mental aspect of the game one hundred percent. Whereas I just there's there's just something not right with Wilson in Denver. Maybe it's just not a good fit. But he just he doesn't seem confident in himself. You know, he doesn't really seem like the player that we've seen that can just take the game by the scruff of the neck and go and win it. He can go just get the ball in the fourth quarter and, and take his team down and, and win the game. He just doesn't seem like that player right now. And that is that is weird. And that's why I think it's something to do with the mental aspect of the game. I'm not an athlete. I'm not a professional. I don't know what it is exactly, but he's proven that he is a very capable QB. He has still got a good arm, as we've seen. He's got good weapons around him. His team has a good D. So... You know, it's coaching, it's him mentally, but he's got all the tools still. So, yeah, they, that's something that needs to be worked out in the off season because big, big cap hits next few years. Yeah, I, I, I mean, excuse the low hanging fruit here, but as soon as he's arrived in Denver, his head does seem to be in the clouds. <laughs> it's, uh, I, I'm, I'm really not sure what's going on. This, I maybe he has just let it, let it all go to his head. And it is just that I, but I, I don't know. I feel like he'd still be a good, competent quarterback. Like I, it it blows my mind that this is even a possibility, considering you know it was only a couple of years ago we were all outraged he'd never had an MVP throw, MVP yeah. vote even. Um, he he was making all these incredible throws that no one else was making. It's like what what on earth has happened there? Such a shame. On to another, you know, elite quarterback from a couple of years ago who is having a pretty awful season. And maybe, you know, for Aaron Rodgers, there's a bit less blame on him personally. Um, I don't know how if you feel personally about that, Mars, but he was still able to get the win here over the Bears. Um, is Rodgers sort of just about doing enough with the, I guess, pretty lacklustre receiving core? Although having said that, Christian Watson had a pretty standout game. Maybe. Yeah, I mean the thing is with that that receiver group is that it is it is poor, and I think it just highlights just how good he did have it with Devontae Adams. Um, However, I think Watson is. I mean, he's you know he only actually had forty eight yards in that game off three catches. He was he seems to be really touchdown dependent. I know touchdowns obviously win the games but I think maybe a lot maybe his his dependency on touchdowns is making him look a lot more impressive than he has been Um, because you know Lazard was still the leading receiver on that team with five catches for 67 yards and Rogers still doesn't look as good as you know he's he had back-to-back MVP season so obviously the bar he has set for himself is incredibly high but I just, I just don't think he's fully back, you know, fully there yet. I think he's had to make a lot of adjustments, and it's, yeah, it's obviously taken its toll. But I think the good QB Aaron Rodgers is still there, and probably not gonna make it. You know, I think they can technically go nine for eight, but I just, I just, I feel like that's probably not gonna happen. And he'll, will he stick around next season? I don't know. You would, you would assume so because of the contract, but. Yeah, I think maybe next year we see him back to his best once he's you know got used to 
this new life without Devontae and you know maybe they bring in someone else and yeah just think it's all a bit all a bit messy for him and he's doing the best with what he can um just I mean I've never been a huge fan of his so I'm actually defending him a lot here but um yeah just think just think he'll be he'll be okay for another year or two but this year he's he's getting back to it I think the the last few games he has got a lot better looking more like the Aaron Rodgers of old so maybe last few games of the season we see it but in terms of a push for championship and that there's no there's no way it's happening I mean we've seen a bit of Jordan Love already if if we carry on like this and there's no chance of the Packers and the, you know they do eventually get eliminated do you reckon we see Love for a couple of games towards the end of the season well, he did look really good when he when he came on in relief of Rogers the other week. So maybe they want to see what they've got there, but at the same time, it, it I just it it seemed like a wasted pick when when they just weren't playing him. And I think maybe they were just trying to really cover themselves in case Rogers didn't re-sign. So I would like to see more of Jordan Love. Um, whether Green Bay would like to see more of him is you know different story, but. Yeah, I just I kind of hope that we do because you know, yeah, good player. But I just think they will, if they want, if they see their future still with Rogers, then I just don't think Jordan Love is going to get much of a look in past being a a backup. Yeah, it's just a tough one. If Rogers still insists on starting, I guess if you're Matt Lafleur, you can't really justify dropping him. No, it's a really really tough situation to be in for them. On to a much better performing offense in the Detroit Lions. I mean, the, the picture's perfect game. What, what on earth is going on here? I mean, I, I guess we've already seen, you know, some pretty amazing stuff from this offense already. But uh, yeah, it's incredible stuff from the Lions. I just, again, they, they every week, pretty much, I mean, they had a few games, you know, like against um, New England, you know, where they just didn't really... They kind of really couldn't really put it together, but yeah, that explosive team is just you know you got both running backs getting in the in the end zone. Goff throwing a three hundred yards and two touchdowns. My man Amon Ra St. Brown. I mean, I again, I feel every week I'm saying this, I just run out of words to describe him. He is just a machine. You just throw him the ball and magic happens. He went for over a hundred yards. He scored a touchdown. He only, I think he had 12 targets and caught 11. Yeah, you know, he's just a fantastic player. And I think he wasn't drafted too high because his physically was a bit limited, but he's got everything else. He's a great route runner. He's got great hands. He's got great vision, you know, great character. And yeah, it was just that coupled with the Jags not really showing up was just a, a blowout, really. And, you know, I, I, I think. That was actually a really good performance from the D, mainly because well, I wouldn't say it was amazing. You know, it was just a good result for the D, but they they did enough to keep Jacksonville under wraps. And but I do think also Jacksonville weren't at their best. You know, if you look at the Jags how they played the other week with that great comeback, that team that Jags offense would have put up more than fourteen points on the Lions, but we didn't get that one today. And I was saying the other week that. I think Trevor, that was his best performance of the season. It's not going to happen again this year. I don't think we're going to see that level of consistency until next season. But yeah, very hit and miss from the Jags. Last Sunday, that was a miss. But the Lions, hats off to them. They were brilliant. St. Brown is just 
he's a sun god. That's that's what he is. As uh, I yeah, I, Lions somehow one of the best offenses in terms of points all season. Although they, it's they're still five and seven. Like it's one of those weird. I guess they're just putting up a lot of points in the odd game, but then you know it'll even be tight and they'll lose. And like this, this thing with the Lions, you just cannot trust them at all at any point. Even if they're seven and five, if their record was the other way around, it's, uh, I still wouldn't be trusting them to win on a week to week basis. No, no. On to the Browns at the Texans next. Um, I feel kind of gross calling it a revenge game. Mm, um, yeah, because it's not. <laughs> that's probably why you feel gross. Yeah. Um, because that's obviously what you like. It's a term that gets thrown around. It was a, a homecoming. Oh dear, that that's sounds what worse. We'll call it. Um, I, I uh, yeah, it's because it, this is the thing. Is like, obviously, you know, Watson is an absolutely abhorrent human being, but at the same time, I I can't feel like the Texans were completely innocent. In their side of it, they almost yeah. No, I I agree. I they agree. were absolutely hiding it for him until he wasn't happy there, um, and then they went, oh, "Okay, now we'll tell everyone." Yeah. Um, and so it wasn't exactly like I was going, "Yeah, go on, Texans, show them how good you are," or yeah. anything like that. Um, it's a very strange game to watch. You know, I just uh, I didn't know how to feel about it. Um, and and to be honest, it absolutely clouded it for me. Um, I guess we'll try and talk about the football. Uh, I mean, obviously the run game, pretty strong for the Browns. Um, yeah, and obviously the def- the defensive touchdowns. I mean, where did all of those come from? Yeah, well, they they didn't. The you know the the Browns won without scoring an offensive touchdown. Um and th- yeah, that was just ridiculous. But yeah, Brown special teams defense pretty solid throughout. But Kyle Allen, man, that was that was a bad performance. He was not good. He was. I mean, I know he's not their starter, so it's not a huge thing for them to you know deal with. And they are en route to the one hundred and one. But Really, really poor from him. Um, obviously, they were they were missing uh, Brandon Cooks as well, which obviously didn't help. Um, their leading receiver had forty six yards, which is Brevin Jordan and Chris Moore both had forty six. So yeah, just really bad outing for them offensively. They managed to score fourteen points, but yeah, just it was it was a really really poor game in terms of like overall quality. To be fair, um, <laughs> and a poor game featuring the Texans makes it even worse because they are a very very bad team um so yeah you know who was obviously bad but you know we knew that was going to happen because he hadn't played in like two years so you know it was understandable um not going to make excuses for him but yeah he was bad uh kyle allen was bad everyone everyone was bad and yet someone managed to score over 20 points so you know, there's that. Uh, I'd, um, I'd, I think uh, I do think Houston will take a running back in the next draft because I just I don't know, don't know about Pierce. You know, that's something that I don't get about him. Not sold. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'd absolutely love it here if it turns out that this is just how bad good old Voldemort is now. Um, 
And this is like the turns out the brains of the Browns have wasted all this money. His career gets ruined, and like that that is because because apparently you know twenty plus sexual assaults isn't enough to ruin a career. But yeah, apparently um, not. No. Yeah, but you know, playing bad on the football field might, and uh, hopefully that will be enough to see the end of him. Just uh, and then it will be definitely Hallows. I think that's the name of the last one. That's, there we go. <laughs> Brushed up on the Harry Potter for this week. Uh, on to Jets Vikings next. Um, a relatively, I, I'm not sure what to think of this game because Jets offense didn't look great. Obviously, Mike White, a lot of yards, but the two interceptions and no passing the touchdowns. Um, is is he for real? I I. Obviously, the whole team's behind him, and it was very nice to see all of their shirts with him, you know, depicted on them. But and the team's spirit seems to be there, and the defense is obviously very good. I mean, you just have to look at Justin Jefferson's performance to mm. see that. But at the same time, you you can't really see them going anywhere, and it's a question of can they hold on to that seven seed with their fingernails until the end of the season and just not let anyone overtake them for the Jets. I I I mean they're they're doing better with Mike White, that's the thing. Is he their QB going into next year? I don't know. But what I do believe is that Zach Wilson is done with the New York Jets. That team don't respect him. They don't like him, you know. He doesn't seem to respect the team, you know. You spoke we spoke about it last week where there's footage of the other QBs looking at the tablets and analysing plays, and he's just looking off into the distance. You know, he doesn't seem to care. Whereas with Mike White, the team respects him. You know, there was a video, an interview with Garrett, Garrett Wilson um, after the game, and he was just talking about I would go to I would go to war with that guy. I would go to war with Mike White. You know, he's a dog. Like I, I, you know, they respect him. You know, if your top receiver is saying that about his QB, he respects him. A lot more than I mean, he probably hates Zach Wilson, you know. Um, but yeah, I just thought yeah, they look a lot better. But the better team did win that game, you know. I think the Jets they gave it a good go, but you know, things like Mike White just not being as good as you know, Kirk Cousins kind of was a bit of a difference, you know, things like that. Just Minnesota having slightly better defense, and you know, I just I do think that New York. And as much as I hate it as a Patriots fan, New York are building something good over there. But that good thing will not include Zach Wilson going forward. Absolutely not. He's uh I mean that's I didn't even see him with a headset on. Like you'd think he'd at least be listening to plays or whatever. It's yeah. uh, really really disappointing just showing from him at least. Um on to the only tie of the week. Uh the Your team. The now seven four and one Giants, uh, tying with the now seven five and one Commanders. No one took command of this game. Is uh, I mean, this is and so. It seemed as though both teams, when they got to twenty points, it was almost like they both just went, "Oh yeah, that's enough now. We can, uh, <laughs> we, can we can stop scoring points, and that'll be all right." Is as if that was so okay. Like we got to the fourth quarter. And the offense just stopped. It was so strange. It just completely changed and nothing able to get through them. 
and then exactly the same for the commanders as soon as they reached 20 points you, like, you look at that overtime no one no one had a good overtime there it was like obviously the giants you know had the one field goal attempt from 58 yards that i mean maybe maybe you say Gano should be making that. It's less than 60, but that would seem quite no, harsh. I don't know. I don't know. It was, it's, it's 58 yards is, is long, you know. He, he is a good kicker, and you do. Uh, I do kind of expect a lot from him. But obviously, like, it, I do think it would be harsh to say you expect it. Um, the offense also could have easily done more for him. And it's just uh, incredibly frustrating. The offensive line seems to be at a point where it's half fixed. Um, the interior is not looking great, and I understand we've had a couple of injuries, but at the same time, it—I don't know—is it like I—it's I, been a problem for so so long. I—I—I I, I would just tired of talk about the Giants' offensive line at this point, even though I've had to talk about it all season. Really, it's you know, if anything. Andrew Thomas has had a great season. I've just been able to say nice things about them. But, um, yeah, it's looking like it's a problem again. And all it's taken is a couple of injuries. But that's, you know, I mean, I think you've still got a good team there. And, okay, injuries, everyone suffers injuries. So I wouldn't say that's, like, exposed your team or anything like that. You know, you lose some key players, things are going to go south. Um I do think the Giants have something there. I think I think the Commanders have something there too. I think there are a lot of teams that have been bad for a while that are now building something and it doesn't feel rushed. It's not like they were one player away from being fantastic. It's a lot of work was needed in New York. Both teams yeah, um, with absolutely. the Commanders and they're all doing it. Giants especially. I know, I know Saquon is like pivotal to your offense, but you're getting good production out of a really average receiving group, below average, I would yeah, argue, absolutely. and that speaks volumes about Jones. It speaks volumes about the play calling um, and the coaching. So I do think that although there have been a few injuries here and there, you know what kind of team you are, you know where you're going, you know who you need and what you need. And I think that the only way, not the only way is up, obviously, you know, you lose a couple of players and you're going straight down. But I think the future is quite bright for the New York Giants. But it's also bright for the commanders, I think. So that's where it's a problem for you, especially as, you know, Dallas are also really good. So yeah, kind of a tough division now. Absolutely. But the most frustrating thing here was you you, you watch Taylor Heineke and Jahan Dotson make these magical plays to make it, to square it all up at 20. And then for some reason, it they just can't do it when it, like they're trying to take a lead, I don't understand. It's almost as if they have this extra effort to just want to tie. <laughs> I really didn't understand it. Um, and also, you know, as you mentioned, the deep ball to Slayton is has been there. That's really promising. You know, yeah. just for a little bit of variety in the offense. Um, but I think it's summed up what from the third and two play in overtime, where. It looked like no one had any clue what a play call was. It was Jones sort of looked like he tried to hand the ball off to two players who both ran into each other and then had the ball and then kept it and then wasn't sure whether he was supposed to run or throw it. It was uh that 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 was crushing to be honest. 
um that that one play but uh yeah especially and especially for you know a team who earlier in the season I was really praising how good the clutch play calling was um in that situation I, I, there must have been some kind of miscommunication or something because I haven't seen that all season yeah I mean yeah it, was, it looked like a one off a one off miscommunication has effect- effectively cost you a win but the foundations there everything else is is going well so sometimes you beat yourself sometimes it's not your day it wasn't your day but it's been a good it's been a good season yeah yeah i should i should be happy but um i don't know there's definitely progress being made i like after so many bad seasons my you'd think my expectations would be really low but i just see <laughs> i just see things happen like this again and uh I, I, uh, it's very tough not to go on the same old Giants, even though we're seven four and one. Like this is a good team. We've got a very good chance of making the playoffs. I just need to be happy. That's the spirit. Thank you, Miles. Um, I will try. On to the leading team from the NFC East and the entire NFL at the moment. Uh, the Eagles put up thirty five on the Titans here. I thought I was going into this game thinking, well, you know, Titans are a decent team. Obviously, they're leading quite a weak division, but, you know, they've put in some good performances against the better teams and they just got absolutely rolled over. Yeah, I, I before the Eagles lost to the Commanders, I thought the Titans were one of the teams that would snap that winning streak because they do play quite similarly. You know, they both like to run the ball. They've both got a good line. They've both got a pretty solid D. But it, I think we saw. I know obviously Philly are better than Tennessee, but I think we saw just how much better they are um, yeah. uh, during that game. Um, I mean, after their field goal in the second quarter, Tennessee didn't put up an, a single point after that. Um, Philly just just ran away with it. Um, Jalen Hurts nearly threw four hundred yards, um, three hundred and eighty yards, three touchdowns, no picks. Um, they were just throwing it. You know, they're a team that usually runs it a lot and they weren't running it that much. They were just slinging it. And AJ Brown, revenge game, 119 yards, two touchdowns. Devonta Smith put up over 100 as well. It was just like an air raid. You know, they were just, they were picking Tennessee apart for fun. And Tennessee had absolutely no answer. And when your team is just Derek Henry and then everything goes from there, when you're down 20, 25, you can't just run it up the gut every time. So they were kind of out of ideas. Philly were just teeing off on the QB every time. And yeah, it just, the game, the game was out of reach, you know, midway through the third. So yeah, ugly viewing if you're a Tennessee fan, but you know, I'm a Jalen Hurts fan, so I liked it. Fair enough. I, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's it, quite a disappointing one personally. Um, Mainly because I saw the Titans as that four seed that, you know, they're not, they're obviously they're only the four seed, but at the same time, they're going to be a tough team to beat, you know, not, and even if you're a five seed with a better record than them, you're still not necessarily confident going into their place. Yeah. And uh, like to, for the for the Eagles to just blow them away like this, and it, it really does make me quite concerned about just how good they are. Um, but yeah, hopefully someone can prove that they are on that level. Obviously, you know, they did lose 
to the commanders, but I'm not I'm not taking too much stock in that. Um, I mean, who knows? Maybe the commanders make the playoffs and they're the ones to do the job. But yeah, uh, yeah it's not. But I think that commanders win over the Eagles said more about actually the commanders are solid and they've they've built on the bad start they had to this season rather than the Eagles aren't very good. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the Eagles are definitely as good as their records as yeah they are at this point. You can't really argue against it, even if there are teams that maybe have something that can beat them on the day. I just, the Eagles are just so solidly consistent. I I I think they're capable of you know being upset in the playoffs, um, just because I think there are teams that will have higher highs, but also lower lows, and mm. I think that's maybe what it could be for the Eagles. And I know that seems strange to say for another level than one team, their highs are obviously quite high, but um, I just feel like in a game against a Patrick Mahomes or a Josh Allen, they are just that good that they can do something, even against a great Eagles team. That's a big claim. But then again, Mahomes, I mean, Allen lost to the Jets. So, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And this is the NFL and anything can happen. Yeah, and anything, no any given Sunday. Said, I, I'm pretty sure I was, uh, <laughs> I like, I, because obviously that uh, Eagles-Commanders game was a Monday Night Football one. I'm fairly sure I said on one of these review shows, oh, but no need to watch that one. That's uh yeah, I think we both were very adamant that that was going to end up with a, a, a solid win. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we were like, oh, well, that's not going to be the first loss. It's not going to be against the commander. Yeah. It's, uh... Oh, dear. But, it's, you know, that's why we love the sport. <laughs> Unpredictable. All right. right onto the late window where we start off with the Dolphins and the Niners. Um, I, I mean,. It's somewhat disappointing game for the Dolphins here. Obviously, um, that clip seems to be going around. And yet another lip reading case of uh, Mike McDaniel saying, I fucked up to do yeah. um, <laughs> I mean, clearly happened quite a few times there. Yes. Um, and they got beaten by a quarterback called Brock Purdy, who, I mean, this sounds like a line you'd hear in a Pokemon anime. I just... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's very confusing. Um, just seeing this guy come out of nowhere, and obviously still able to run the Niners' offense, and it's you know, obviously Christian McCaffrey is such a massive boost to any quarterback that you can just basically hand off and go, yeah, please take over. But mm. he didn't have a bad game, Purdy. No, he had, he had a good game. I think he, you know, for for Mister Irrelevant, you know, he uh. He came in, you know, he, he did a pretty tidy job, you know, through one pick, but through two touchdowns, 200 yards. Um, He looks really comfortable. He didn't, you know, I know some QBs, they get thrown in at the deep end and, you know, it just, it's a mess. And there's only so many things that can prepare you to play in the NFL. And preseason isn't always that, you know, an actual league game, a regular season game is something else. And he looks unfazed. Um. You know, okay, he made a couple of errors here and there, but that's because he hasn't really played. So, yeah, I think he actually played very well, um, very well in relief of of Jimmy G, who we now know is out for the season. So that's a shame. Rest in peace, sweet prince. Um, but yeah, I think um, San Francisco, their D, 
which is phenomenal because Miami, as we've been saying all season, really good on both sides of the ball, you know. So offensively, San Francisco has to be fantastic. Defensively, they have to be fantastic because they're up against a team that has been great on both sides of the ball. So, yeah, I think, you know, McCaffrey was limited to, what, 66 rushing yards, but still managed to score a touchdown because through the air, you know, 80 yards receiving. So, yeah, just think that they did everything right, San Francisco. They did everything they normally do, um, just with a different QB, whereas on the other side, Tua, he had a stinker, and I, I really liked Tua, but it was it was it was a tough watch. Uh, it was a tough watch on Sunday. Um, um, but the the Niners D do need their credit because they were really good, but Tua was also really bad. So, you know, gotta give credit where it's due, but not too much. Yeah, it was a pretty incredible performance from the Niners defense to look this. Make this, you know, very good Dolphins offense. Yeah, look very, very average, and uh, you know, it, good. Uh, I'd say the defense looks good enough right now to pretty easily carry them to the NFC West title. Obviously, yeah. the Seahawks aren't far behind, mm. but um, I yeah, I'd very much backing the Niners at this point, even without Jimmy G or Trey Lance. Yeah, I agree. On to, oh, sorry. I just said I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I took too long to pause there. <laughs> um, on to the Seahawks next. Uh, the mention, as previously mentioned, they are seven and five, still very much in the race mathematically. Um, but it wasn't the most convincing win over a Stafford and Cooper Cupless Rams team, was it? Uh, I I really am actually surprised the Rams managed to put up twenty three points because. They have just been awful, and it was really, really difficult to watch John Walford. It like he was really, really poor, and I know he is he is out of his depth in the NFL. He's he's not good enough to be an NFL QB. Um, but it was it was really uncomfortable at times. You just I'm actually surprised again. It was wasn't a bigger margin, but I think that's because Seattle aren't as you know as good as you know. But yeah, just I I can't really. I think they I think they might just yeah I think they're done with this season. I think Seattle have obviously got something to play for. Rams don't. I don't even think they're playing for pride at this moment because it it was it was that bad. Um, oh, Jalen Ramsey seems to have a lot of pride to be playing for. I was absolutely loving his antics. His antics with uh, yeah, he was he ball. was going at his team on the sideline, you know, because he he I think he's just he's just such a competitor. He he won't that guy just cannot take losing, which obviously at this level is going to happen. But you need you need people like that on your team. Um, obviously they were missing Donald, and it just yeah, there was there was there was a lot there to go wrong and it all kind of went wrong surprised they put up that many points Seattle on the other hand Smith was great 367 yards three pick, three touchdowns one pick um, again kind of you know they, they didn't need to run the ball that much either which they did like doing but because they were just you know their two receivers go over 100, 120 yards um, Fant got a touchdown as well so it was just yeah it was a it was a great performance from Seattle against a very lackluster uh, Los Angeles team who have got to be... I mean, can you remember a worse defending champion? Ooh, that's a tough one. 
Um, because I can't. I mean, I guess the Bucks weren't great. I I'm trying to think. Oh, the Eagles. They weren't surely. this bad. No? Mm, yeah, they weren't horrible to watch though. Although they, you know. Yeah, this. I mean, to be fair, yeah, this is. I three three and nine for a defending champion is pretty, yeah pretty poor, um, but yeah it's interesting going forward. I mean obviously there's a decent performance from the Rams here, Rams defense. Sorry, <laughs> obviously all round, um, they were trying to make up for the offense as much as they could, I guess. Um, but yeah, the, the absolute highlight of this game was the little sign language battle between Jalen Ramsey <laughs> and DK Metcalf where. You know, Jalen Ramsey just putting his arms up, like, "Where are you going, mate?" And, and then DK yeah. Metcalf's just going, "Come on, follow me over here. Come on, let's go." Uh, yeah, absolutely love it when you have two guys up like that in the same division, just going up against each other twice a year. That's I mean, and also they're both young guys, relatively still. I mean, obviously Ramsey's, I guess he's into his prime now, but he should still, you know, have plenty of. Yeah, there. he's got he's got a while left. Exactly. On to um, some more wide receiver defensive back antics in another... Well, I'd say this game is definitely um, the highlight of the week so far, at least. Um, we've got the Chiefs and the Bengals here. Absolutely love Jamar Chase making it rain on the Chiefs. Yes, that was... Defenders. I mean, come on, man. I mean, I understand why they've started, you know, penalising, taunting, because these players are amped up. And when you get someone winding you up when you're that amped up, it causes a fight and causes roughness unnecessary roughness and all that but it's it's so much fun to watch honestly like making it rain on them but when you do that you've got to back it up with a win and he did uh, he, he did he did back it up with a win you know he he had a he had a really good game in the end um yeah seven catches 97 yards he was yeah just just a great great game for him on his return you know been out for a while with an injury but I mean, that guy is just. I mean, yeah, it's uh, him and Justin Jefferson are just so ridiculous at their age with the lack of experience that they have. And it is just, it's so good to watch. And Jamar, I love Jamar Chase, man. He's so entertaining. I have to say, I, I'm officially off the Bengals hate train now. Um, I I just think it, I think it's time. I, this was the game. Where they finally convinced me that they are as good as they were last season, and they, I at least you know a similar level, and uh, yeah, and to beat the Chiefs in this in a close game and really coming down to the wire, I I really was finally impressed with them this season. They are legit. No, they're they're legit. I mean, I've 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 loved Joe Burrow since since his college days, but. You know, I've just, I've, I don't know. I think it might, it might actually be fantasy football that made me love Joe Burrow even more because I ended up with him in three different dynasty leagues, and I've just, I just love the guy. He won me two championships last year. He's just, and he just seems like such a great, cool guy to have in the huddle and in the locker room. Like he just, you know, he just seems unfazed by everything, and he, you know, he he ran the ball really well on Sunday, and I just. I love mobile QBs, and yeah, just everything he did was perfect, you know. Two touchdowns, nearly 300 yards, no picks, rushed for a touchdown and 46 yards, and just commanded that huddle. He drove his team when he needed to, got the win, and 
the Bengals have now beaten KC three games in a row. Like that's you know that's this is good. It's really good. Really not a bad team to have that record against. Not at all. Uh, yeah, great stuff from the Bengals. And yeah, you know, I think they're absolutely in the driving seat for the division now. Obviously, Ravens are going to struggle without Lamar. Hmm. Um, it's yeah, I, I like I said, um, you know, this was the game that really convinced me on them being back to where they were. Obviously, like I, I mentioned earlier in the season, they've beaten a lot of bad teams, and yeah, but now they're being good teams. Yeah. Absolutely, and. This was what I wanted to see from them. Yeah. And look, I I I don't dislike the Bengals. I just wasn't you know convinced by them by their play, and uh, I'm I'm very much happy to see them, you know, top the AFC North and go forwards deep into the playoffs again. Hopefully. On to the Chargers at the Raiders here. Um, twenty-seven twenty win for the Raiders here. I mean, if you ask me, this is the reason why Ash isn't on today. <laughs> um, is a pretty devastating loss. Although I, I have to say, I can still consider the Chargers to be in the driving seat for the seventh seed after this game, just because you look at their competition. The teams ahead of them currently are the Jets and the Patriots, and I just mm. think they're going to have a much better run in than both of those two. I don't know about you, Miles. I well, I mean, I I don't have any faith in the Patriots. I think the Jets already being seven and five might come into it at the end of the season because obviously the Chargers have now they've got a game less. You know they've they've got to somehow string a few wins together and hope the Jets stumble, which they probably will. But it's whether the Chargers can stop stumbling too, which they they, they can't. You know they're six and six. They just they can't seem to. I mean at home they're two and three. You know then does not using the home field advantage properly. They just can't really stay consistent at any point. And yeah, I just I do worry about them. And as a result, I do worry about Ash. Because, you know, the 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 Raiders aren't good. Like the Raiders are not good. They are not a good team. The Chargers are a better team. They have a better quarterback. They've got better I mean, maybe actually I would argue that Jacobs and Echo are probably having really good seasons each. So maybe not necessarily a better running back, but the Chargers have got a good line, you know. They've got some solid players on D, you know. They've got Keenan Allen back. Okay, they're missing Williams, but they've got a lot of good players. And it's it's. I had Staley as my pick for the for coach of the year before the season, and now I'm, now I'm regretting that a bit. But uh, yeah, I just I don't know what it is, man. They just. It's too inconsistent, and if Ash was here, he'd be saying, "Well, it's Chargers doing the Chargers, you know, it's what we do." And it is what they do. They just they can't really seem to. Maybe next year, but I feel like I said that last year as well. The Raiders once again just fiddling with the Chargers' plans for a playoff push. Yeah, it's tough with that. Um, I mean, with those three teams, if it was just a sort of mini tournament between those three. I feel like the Chargers would win hands down, but you just can't <laughs> trust them on a week to week basis. No, so uh, I yeah, and like you, you can't lose to the Chargers when you're right. In, sorry, to the Raiders when you're right in the midst of a playoff push. You're right there. You're so close. You've got all the talent in the world, and uh, yeah, you just uh, somehow keep finding ways to lose. It's uh, honestly, it's not a great time going forward. 
Um, you don't want to be one of those teams who everyone thinks is good, but you just keep finding ways to lose. That's I, obviously as a Giants fan, that's um, how I've started every season for the last few years going into each, you know, <laughs> oh, we've got a chance. I oh, know we just keep finding ways to lose and close games that uh, you always end up on the wrong side of. Um, but yeah, the, the, I, I hate, I hated having to watch it in the Giants. So um, I can't, I can, you know, sort of imagine how us is feeling at the moment, unfortunately. Mm. On to the Cowboys, pretty much obliteration of the Colts here. Um, I mean, it's one of those things that is like um, the Colts were going down in victory formation at the end there. Um, I I guess you call it losing formation when yeah. you're on <laughs> when you when you're just so far down, you're just like, what is even the point anymore? Yeah. Let's just run the clock out so we can all go home early. Um, really cowards. Cool Absolutely, absolutely. Like, there's no harm in going for it. Yeah, just try, you know, just try something. Maybe just string a couple of first downs, you know, try and get it. Just try something. And yeah, it's what is funny. Well, not funny, but peculiar about that game was that it was a two point game in the third quarter. <laughs> and actually, up until the fourth quarter, it was it was a two point game. You know, the Cowboys, when the fourth quarter started, were winning 21 19. And then it just all it all fell apart. It absolutely fell apart for Indianapolis. And I mean, the Cowboys played well up until that point. You know, Pollard went off. Zeke had a decent game. You know, C.D. Lamb again. That guy is he's got what it takes to be an alpha receiver in a team. Now, I didn't think at the start of the season, but he can be an alpha. Gallup got a couple of touchdowns. Um, yeah, I just think the whole that Dallas offense is really good and defense. I mean, a lot of those points are scored by the D, and I just think that they they have yeah. It was again they they had they picked them off three times, got yeah, a few it's... sacks in the process. It was just so good. I I'm still I am still annoyed. I know we mentioned it, but I'm still annoyed about that kneel down right at the end of the game for the Colts because all it is is they just want to save pride. And not embarrass themselves. And it's like, well, you've already done that, you know. Just yeah. uh, like at, the, at least you can, you know, give the give a Colts fan something to at least look back on and go, oh, that's at least something I can take away from this. But no, absolute bunch of cowards. <laughs> well, they're probably taking away the fact that they way. were only losing by two. Yeah, absolutely. They're just honestly. Jeff, Jeff Saturday should be sacked on that basis alone. I thought. Well, he is uh, interim head coach, and I don't. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, he's sticking around with whatever he wants. Like you'd think he'd be a bit more cavalier, but I guess he's. I don't know. I, I, I to be honest, I don't know what's going on in that building. And my attempts to rationalise anything is. Uh, I think they just pretty... need to blow it up and start again. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's. I mean, surely that's what the Jeff Saturday hype is for. It's got to be. Yeah. Just a quick preview ahead to tonight's game as we record. Um, Saints and the Bucks tonight, four and eight versus five and six. It's not exactly setting the world on fire, but at the start of the season, you might have looked at this as a decent game. I'm quite surprised it didn't get, I mean, you know, 
if it could be flexed out, then it would be really, wouldn't it? But I guess you can't with Monday Night Football. Um, yeah, I, I right my my Monday Night Football predictions have been really bad. Pretty much every podcast episode I've made a prediction on Monday Night is just not gone well. So I am predicting the Bucks to win, which basically means by saying that I am I am understanding that I'm going to be wrong and the Saints are going to win. But I do yeah. genuinely believe the Bucks will win. This isn't me trying to cover myself and say actually I was right, no matter what happened. I do genuinely believe the Bucks are going to win. Yeah. I'm putting I'm putting that down on record. I believe that the Bucks are going to win. Oh, yeah, because I'm taking... Dal- I don't trust Dalton. I don't trust the Bucks. The Saints tight ends. I ju- I just think the Bucks are going to win. So I'm very much looking forward to the egg on my face next week. I'm taking the Bucks as well here. Um, yeah, I they. They still, I don't know. Maybe they've got a chance in the playoffs. Um, the Bucks, obviously, the incredibly weak division there. So, you know, it's still looking pretty good for obviously the NFC South title, and therefore a home playoff game, which incredibly bizarre. But at the same time, you know, and I do, I do quite like the fact that division winners do get guaranteed playoffs. I. And I know for some some people don't like it because you just want to see the best teams. But you know, it's nice to have a system that works and not. I I, I couldn't stand it if it was the college football system. To be honest, I would like just. Oh I would, no, there. I would. I don't like that. I don't yeah. like that. Not for me. But so, yeah, it's yeah division winner, home field advantage, at least one game. You know, I like it, but don't like the college system. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So when you listen to this, um back i'm sure all of you will wish that you'd uh stuck a load of money on saints if you <laughs> if you've been able to get an early preview of the podcast but uh unfortunately you'll just have to settle with uh hearing how wrong we were after the game bucks so, are gonna win we're gonna be right okay we're gonna uh, be right believe oh, i have zero pride in these predictions whilst to be honest i uh, tom brady is gonna make us feel validated i'm far way down at the bottom on the predictions. I think you're the only one who's anywhere near me, to be fair. Yeah, I, the thing um, is, I started off the first few weeks at the top I because I was rooting for all the underdogs all the time, and then I kept doing it, and they kept losing again. So it just, yeah, it kind of... It wasn't like a... I actually you know, genuinely did believe in those underdogs quite a yeah. bit, and now it's just kind of, you know... Well, it's nice to have company, so effectively doing that for me. Um, so that's everything from us... For this week, any parting words for his miles? Um, I just realised I was the only person to back Miami in the in the podcast group for the predictions this week. So, <laughs> yeah, I've decided I'm never going to make another prediction again because I can't I can't do it. Okay, I I can't do it. So, my parting words are: don't listen to me when I'm talking about who's going to win. Okay, I the only thing I know about is which bad college running back can actually be decent in the NFL. That's the only thing I seem to get right. And wide receivers. I'm good at that. I'm actually quite good at predicting wide receivers being good. I was right on Ross St. Brown and a few others, but yeah, I, I'm bad at actual NFL. Fantasy, I'm fine. <laughs> actual NFL, actual real life stuff, bad. Well, that's good. So, you know, maybe you should take up scouting. Clearly that's, uh... Yeah, maybe. Obviously... Like, yeah. 
I can't. He will be good for your team, but your team may or may not win. I'm not making that prediction. Yeah, yeah. scouting for the draft, but not for the week to week games. Yeah, against yeah. I opponent. won't pick the team. I can just say this guy will be good, look good on in practice, but if you pick him and you lose, that's not on me. That's, that's maybe that's how I'm gonna go. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Um, and hopefully, you know, it's nice to see the Giants get a tie. Um, I'm I'm gonna go in with <laughs> that mentality. Lose. There's a, a lot of losses over the last few years, so I guess it's at least better than that. Um, That's the spirit. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you in a bit.